Special thanks to our promotional partners at the American Philatelic Society. The APS is the largest stamp collecting organization in the world, supporting collectors of any level worldwide. For more information about membership and APS services, visit stamps.org. I'm Charles Epting from H.R. Harmer in New York City. And I'm Michael Cortese of Noble Spirit in Pittsfield, New Hampshire. And this is Conversations with Philatelists, London 2022 edition, part <laughs> two, which, Michael, I just realized yeah. something. What's that? This is the second part of our London 2022 coverage. Mm-hmm. It is the 22nd day yeah. of the second month of the 22nd year of the millennium. It's this really Tuesday. is. It is Tuesday, and this is part two of our London 2022 coverage. Um, today, we are um, sort of, you know, we, talk, we talked to Suzanne and Isabel from the PTS, mm-hmm. got sort of the dealer side of things. Um, but today, we're talking to John Davies and Ralph Studdard about uh, Stamp Active, which yes. is a, a, an initiative in the United Kingdom to get young people involved in the hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I are both products of the APS's YPLF. We directly benefited from such youth programs, even though yep. uh, we were a bit older youths by the time we got, mm-hmm. uh, got started, I think. But, yeah. but again, we are the benefactors of programs like this. And I, you know, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think we're on the same page with this, that we feel like it's our duty to promote these programs. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it, it's really on us. We wouldn't be here without the YPLF. Mm-hmm. And I hope that there's a child out there in the UK right now who will someday say the same thing about Stamp Active. I'm sure there will be. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really excited to have Ralph and John on to hear a bit more about Stamp Active in general, hear more about their activities at the show. And um, I, I, I think what they're doing is just fantastic, and I can't wait to learn more about it. Yeah, I, I, we heard a little bit about it um, at Stamp X. Suzanne talked a little bit about what they were doing, but we never got to – we got to talk to them a little bit. I think – I believe she walked past their booth – when we I were believe doing so. Stampex, um, but but, but they certainly justify their own yes. episode. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear what they are doing today and what the program is all about. Um, so without further ado, yeah, let's, uh, let's bring, bring them in. Hi, welcome. Thank you for um, thank you for joining us, taking the time out to uh, to talk to us here from um, from London 2022. You're very welcome. So to, to kick things off, can you guys um, introduce yourselves to our listeners and um, just sort of give us a, a, a brief overview of um, uh, what you're doing at the show and, um, uh, and and how it's been going so far now that you guys are, um, I guess, four days in, into uh, London 2022? Yeah. yeah, we're part of the Stamp Active team. Stamp Active is a voluntary organization that uh, promotes stamp collecting for children in the UK. And we've got a range of activities, one of which is we usually do a stand, a kids zone at the national and international stamp shows in London. Uh, and that's why we're here. Um, we're here at the moment, um, providing activities and uh, uh, for, the, for the children. Um, I'm Ralph Sattar, I'm uh, the Kids Stamp Development Officer, um, responsible for a number of the um, special projects. Uh, including um, the virtual stamp packs, which we stood last year, uh, the post and go stamp uh, souvenir program, uh, and the development of our postal club. There's a number of aspects uh, that are involved, but uh, I say we're, we're here at the show, which is on till six o'clock today. Um, on, on this, but, uh, we're, we're, um, we're challenged by the, uh, the stamp, we're taking down the exhibits at the moment, so apologies for any background noise. <laughs> that adds to the uh, adds to the ambiance and the experience. It adds to the atmosphere. Yeah. 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 But exactly. it's, uh, 
uh, certainly a lively place at the moment. So how has it been so far? How has the attendance been as far as um, your, your, your booth, your area? Well, it's been quieter than we um, like, for, would, ideally would have liked, for two reasons, really. Firstly, COVID has impacted uh, uh, people coming, obviously, some resistance to coming along to um, a na national show. But mm -hmm. in the UK, we've also had three storms yeah. uh, uh, with wind and rain in, in the recent days. And this is actually the first day um, that the sun has actually come out. So we're very optimistic that uh, in the remaining days of the show through to Saturday, we might have a few more visitors, particularly younger visitors. Um, mm -hmm. uh, again, obviously, during the day, many of the children are at school. So um, it's, uh, it's from uh, about four o'clock. Uh, and Saturdays that we would expect most of our young visitors. Right. It's, it's, it's half term in the London area um, last week. It's half term in uh, other parts of the country this week. Uh, so uh, the show's on till Saturday. We've got to, um, four more days that the children will hopefully come. From a kid's stamps point of view, we're a bit unlucky with the timing, but uh, uh, that's not our choice. <laughs> Michael and I see a lot of what goes on in the U.S., but we're not as familiar with the youth um, stamp scene in the U.K. So something I wonder, when, when, when um, children come to a show or when children get involved in a club, do you find that it's usually parents leading the way and you know, sort of holding their kids' hands and leading them to the hobby? Or do you see it the other way as well, where a child is bitten by the bug, maybe sees a, a stamp on an envelope or something, and maybe drags their parent along to a stamp show, which direction do you see the um the the exchange of of the hobby going well i, I think i think the logistics of getting to london uh, for a child of uh, such that they're very much going to are going to need uh, a parent or, or grandparent to, to bring them along uh, some of the local shows uh, would be more accessible perhaps and not such a log logistical difficulty as john's mentioned the storm certainly won't help this week uh, I mean, in our experience, the young collectors uh, are certainly much more likely to progress uh, when they do have uh, another family member involved. Um, um, so the challenge is really how you widen the uh, initial advertising and, and, and appeal in, in, in order to tap into that market that you've just described as to people who are finding themselves themselves and uh, wanting to push the adults into, uh, uh, into developing the hobby and bringing them along. It, it never ceases to amaze me, though, what can inspire children. You always think that they're going to be looking for perhaps cats and dogs and animals, and indeed animals is probably one of the most collect, popular collecting subjects. And then you'll find a young girl of, of 10 comes along and says, what do you collect? Oh, I collect submarines. And, and so, you know, it, where does that come from? So I learned long ago when I started running school stamp clubs but don't, you don't never tell a child what they ought to be collecting. They'll soon find for themselves what they like. So this program has been running for quite some time, since the, um, since the 90s or before the 90s. Can you talk a little bit about the history of the program itself? Well, Stamp Active was something um, that started back in 1990. Okay. Um, I, I ran a uh, stamp club um, uh, after my children were interested, uh, but I really at that time knew very little about stamp collecting. Some would say I still know very little about stamp collecting, but that's by the by. <laughs> but um, I went along to um, uh, one of the national events and suggested that perhaps you ought to put together a pack of information of 
sources of help, ideas of activities for children. And uh, the Royal Mail and the um, Philatelic Trust, who were providing support for philately, kindly agreed to produce the materials and to pay for the printing. Uh, and we launched it at Stamp World London 90. Hmm. In those days, it was a it was like a pre it was a folder of photocopies and various things. Since then, it's developed obviously, and a lot of the information and resources are now online through mm -hmm. our through our Stamp Active website, StampActive.co.uk, and they're far more professional now. They're no longer photocopies. We have uh, various guides and stamp fun activity packs that. Um, uh, we can we now give away free to children. So you, you you mentioned the website and you also mentioned um, your involvement in virtual StampX. Can you talk a little bit about how the last two years has um, uh, maybe forced you guys to um, you know think outside the box when you don't have direct access to show attendees or local stamp clubs or whatnot? What has been going on uh, you know during the pandemic that um, you know well, maybe has yeah, sure uh, virtual StampX certainly the um, the attendance was much more youth-based than we would than, than we would have lost traditional shows. Um, in, in that respect, I, I would say it was probably a teen audience that came to Virtual StampX last year, uh, very much driven by some of the activity um, online, um, perhaps on the on the Stamp Discord as well. We chatted to Jack Revener um, a, a few weeks ago, um, and Jack runs the Discord, uh, and, uh, um, quite a number of those youth collectors were involved in that. Um, so we've got quite a good attendance, really, uh, from from that that teen and and twenties age group, uh, rather than the younger age group uh, of virtual standpoints. Um in, in terms of the activities um, in the UK that's been impacted by COVID, um, the, the, the the challenge, as you say, is. Uh, uh, understand it is that none of the school clubs uh, really were able to take place at all uh, I've learned, we learned this week that uh, some of them that uh, one of the north london clubs uh, has just restarted um, but the, the, the main program that um, we support and it's um, also funded by the national post museum the stamps and schools project by Irene green uh, and she's not been able to go to any schools uh, where she'd normally go to up to schools a year yeah, I run a school stamp club myself, and I've not been able to go back into the school yet. Um, although hopefully, hopefully we've turned a corner in the UK, uh, and, and after Easter, I'm hoping I'll be able to restart the club that I run. Mm -hmm. That is the case with a lot of the adult clubs as well. Uh, my yeah. local club uh, in the northwest of England, uh, we haven't restarted meetings yet, uh, and, and other adult clubs have folded. So you've got a lot of. Sponsors and and big sponsors here. I'm seeing you the Philatelic Fund, Stanley Gibbons, uh, the Association of British Philatelic Societies, the PTS, of course, the uh, Great Britain Philatelic Society. So, what do these sponsors bring to? Are are they sponsoring different events or ideas or are people from these organizations on the board as well of Stamp Active? How? Um, Basically, there's a number of ways that that, that that they help. Firstly, if we have a major project mm -hmm. like uh, our new stamp collecting guide, we're able to approach people to say, would they sponsor that in some way? Mm -hmm. And certainly the Philatelic Fund, the Spear Charitable Trust, one of the big philatelic societies in Oxford has all contributed to paying for the design and printing 
of something like that. And there are a number of projects like that that we seek support for as a project. Mm -hmm. Um, But generally, we have a number of dealer patrons that pay us a sum of money every year as a regular contribution to enable us to run all the different activities that we that we do you know including kid stamps including national competitions um and that soon adds up and and, and generally you, you know we, we we've got enough funds to do our basic activities um, at the moment but obviously once you start um looking at uh, national newspaper advertising or something of that nature uh, then the funds would be a, a drop in the ocean mm-hmm. the last time that any major was done in the uk was done um in, in connection with um, um with royal mail uh as john said with the standby club where they had um, tens of thousands of members um and had competitions on back form plate packets and uh, in sunday supplements and so forth um and um, we haven't got access even to all the various funds uh, to do something on that scale yet. Yeah, that was going to be um... opportunity for a corporate sponsor there. If anybody's, uh, <laughs> uh, if anybody's listening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was going to be one of my follow-up questions. Was um, was the outreach? So what um, you know, the, there's of course you know you're, you've got the the organization itself, and then you're at all the shows. But outside of shows, what is what does the outreach look like? Because that's always something that that clubs here and 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 people trying to bring youth in, involved into the hobby kind of struggle with is how do you reach out and engage people who aren't looking for something like this? Well, I think we might be looking at two of the people who might help us in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with so you know, generally with social media. Um, uh, up until now, we've we've struggled to get, um, if you like, a, a, a volunteer who is professional enough to make sure that things are appearing on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all these things to publicise all the different things that we're doing. And in fact, in the, at the show, um, we've had someone come along who uh, it seems to be in a different league. And, and it's great to have someone come forward to say, I can really help you with this. Mm. So going forward, I think that uh, we, we, frankly, we've been lacking somebody who um, could devote enough time and knowledge to do that well. Um, and we've ha- hopefully got someone now. So you might see a difference going forward. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it's great to talk to you guys and be able to share some of the things that are going on. So thank you for your interest. Absolutely. One initiative that I think is fantastic, and I I was over at the show very briefly Saturday, and I saw some of the dealers with the uh, the signs up that they accept the vouchers for the under 18. I think this is a a wonderful program that I hope becomes more um, widespread in the U.S. This is something I would love to see us adopt more. Can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, because I I think a lot of times uh, part of the issue is young collectors maybe feel like they exist in a separate sphere of the hobby. Maybe, you know, they exa- you know there's a, a table for them to fill up a little bucket of, of you know, cheap stamps or whatever, but it, it might feel a bit separate from what everyone else at a show is doing. And by giving these young collectors vouchers, you're allowing them to go to real dealer stands. You're allowing them to do what everyone else is doing, go spend money and, and you know, buy whatever it is they like. Can you talk a little bit about how this might be um, a way of, uh, you know, promoting sort of inclusivity amongst young collectors? Well, frankly, we put a lot of effort into providing the space and the activities 
uh, and the resources to give to children. And we just wanted to attract more people to come. And so this is the first time at the international and the national shows we've offered um, vouchers um, uh, which they can spend with, with, with the dealers. And that does two things really. One is it provides an incentive for them to come. It allows them to find some quality items uh, and even and also it takes them around the event looking for the stands looking for the you know we have a, alongside the um the vouchers there's also a treasure hunt on the stands so they're looking for the they're looking for the uh, the hidden treasures uh seeing the people that are prepared to accept the vouchers and of course it's an encouragement to the dealers to continue to support us because they'll be getting their money back or have people go spend some money with them yeah, so uh, yeah. So, certainly, as when I spoke to one of the leaders from the bar last night, he said, "Well, if it hadn't been for the kids here, you wouldn't have taken very much." Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but it gets the kids around the show, and, and you know, we we hide the uh, uh, you know some of the treasure hunt items among the children's displays and so forth, so they get the chance to see what uh, uh, the kids have achieved with their exhibits as well. So, can uh, another part of the um, the hobby that's kind of hard to dive right into is is the competitions can you talk a little bit about the um stamp active competitions that you, the national youth conference and the different championships well there's different levels of competition mm -hmm. uh, up from sort of one page and uh, four page eight page 16 pages national competitions um i'll, I'll let john you can talk about the, uh, the the higher levels of them but certainly at the at the entry level um we, we've had a, a change this year to make it even easier for kids to enter competitions in that we're going to accept um, a, um, a scanned um, entry uh, which we did at virtual stampex but this year you're not even going to have to own the philatelic material so mm. it's going to be more like a school project putting together a powerpoint type display uh, of one or two pages uh, telling the story with stamps uh, that's the first for any country uh, to do that as i understand it um, John um, spoke at uh, gave a FIFA presentation earlier in the week on, on Newfoundland, and none of the other delegates there had, had uh, done anything like that. And they said, "Oh, great, that's really something that's uh, going forward." And I know it's something that uh, we've talked about uh, at virtual Stampex in the chat rooms with uh, a number of the other influencers uh, that are putting forward a virtual display or an online display. Uh, it's very much it's very much a way forward. Mm. I'll let John talk about the, uh, the, the other aspects. Well, I think if you if you go back 10 years or, or more, you would find that there was just one national competition, which was um, the one that qualified people to uh, to get to international level uh, and, and so forth. And, and that required a minimum of 16 sheets. Um, and what we've done in in um, over the over the you know recent times is try to extend that and make it easier for people to start. So we now have basically three levels. We have an entry level where people just have to do one page um, on, on, a, on a selected subject. And this year it's on the natural world. Um, so anything along those lines. We then go to a sort of beginner style competition where they can do, as Valk has said, four, eight, 12 pages. But once they get to 16 pages, then that's what we call our championship level. Um, what would have been the national level, um, or we referred to as the national level in the past, and, and that is the one that qualifies them to enter internationally if they get to a, a certain standard. Um, 
and it's made it's brought more people in um, in terms of you know being prepared to get to get started. But at the end of the day, you know, I always think that a, an exhibit or a collection is basically is simply telling a story in which the stamps are the pictures. So we try and encourage people, the children basically just to tell a story and, and to look for the stamps that can help them tell that story. And what's the age range to enter into those um, competitions? Well, again, similar um, at a national level, we've got these sort of usual classes. Um, in the Stamp Active competition, the youngest is sort of seven or eight years of age, going through at the, at the other end to 19 to 21. Uh, so we've, we have we have a range of those. Um, uh, the youngest, you know, when once they've learned to write and to, to write a sentence, it's going to be seven or eight. Mm -hmm. But then we, we've got various levels without boring people with the detail of four or five different levels of age. Mm -hmm. That's that's fantastic. Um, if I can just ask one more follow up question about how many entries um, for each competition are there? Well. I think the most that we've had um, in the last 10 years, about 70 uh, at, at, uh, at the national comp competition. Um, uh, in, in, um, I think in the last show, we, 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 would, we had about 30 or 40 entries. We did. Also at the last show, Stanley Goodman had an SG Blues competition that had a youth section. Um, so we were able to put forward a number of our entrants into that competition as well. So they got an even better prize. They got a second prize as well as the prize that we gave them. Wow. Yeah, frankly, they're not big numbers, but we, we you know, um, the, the ones that are involved, we found continue to progress. You know, we've had a couple of individuals here this time who are now in their early 20s and just finished university. When I first had them at the show, um, I think they came up to my waist. I now have to, I now have to stand on a step to see them because we're about, about six foot six. It's quite, quite it's, it's nice to have seen people progress through the years. And if, if we hadn't have had something for them a few years ago, they now still wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't be in the hobby today. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously, obviously, with the ease now of entering a digital entry, it's something that would be much easier uh, to circulate uh, and, and hopefully gain some peer-to-peer -peer traction. Yeah. Well, and, and and you touched on something about how you need that early exposure. You need that early. Um, I, I think I think young people need to feel like somebody's willing to invest in them. Somebody's willing to take the time or the money or something. So I, I, you know, one of the things, you know, Michael and I are, are on the younger side. We get hit with these questions all the time. How do you get young people involved and whatnot? And and I'm I'm curious your guys' thoughts about this because for me it always seems like that initial investment of of time and effort is really what's important. Not every kid is going to have the natural proclivity to collect stamps. You're not going to turn every single child into a stamp collector. And I've always thought it's more important about identifying those, you know, sort of high potential young people and and really again giving them what, you know, the the support and the um the faith that's needed. So, can you talk a little bit about that, you know, uh, what you think the keys are A to identify people and B to keep them around and to not lose them once they hit high school or whatnot? Where to start? Um, what, what, do you want to talk about the, about, about the higher level mentoring program, which Charles seems to be concentrating on, and well, then, we can, then I'll address the, the other issues? Well, I was going to say to start with, because one of the challenges we all face is that stamps aren't as visible as they were. Um, uh, you know, people don't write letters as much. Um, you don't see as many stamps on letters, a lot of prepaid mail and things like this. So I would simply say the most important thing 
to start with is, is just get a pile of stamps, chuck them in front of a kid and say, do you like any of these? Because one of my biggest frustrations, I hear so many people say, oh, children aren't interested in stamps. They, you know, they're not going to be interested in, they're only interested in their phones. That's because you haven't shown them any. Hmm. You know, show them some stamps, let them choose some dinosaurs or some cats and dogs or submarines, whatever it is that captures their interest. And yeah, they might want to, you know, might want to get involved in collecting them. I think that's right, John. I mean, so, so the kids are still collecting. It's just that they're collecting other things. They're collecting um, baseball or football cards or little plastic figures or virtual creatures or whatever. Um, and uh, um, the, uh, the part of the appeal is being able to swap them with their friends and having enough of their friends who are doing it. Um, certainly the success of the of those school visits we do have uh, is um, based upon them going in uh, going into schools uh, and kids going away with packets of stamps and different stamps and swapping them and, and then if that leads forward to a stamp club uh, uh, because there's a teacher or uh, who's prepared to take it on uh, so much the better and of course once they get started and show an interest we we know we've got plenty of material you know stamps and activities that we can send them through the post or give them at the shows to encourage um, and continue to help them. Fantastic. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's 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 really you, you know you're championing championing one of the um, most progressive ways to reach youth the youth and get them involved in collecting over there and, and even over here. I mean that we could use something that's targeted in the same way that that your organization is and I, I think we're kind of you know missing that in a lot of ways i think there's a lot of fragments people trying to do a little bit uh of what you're doing but it's not as organized it's there's not as you know large sponsors behind it as as you have the traction that you have and the longevity of the the organization you know you said there were people that were at your waist level that now are six foot six. I mean, the, the fact that they're sticking with it, that they're, they're, they're showing up time and time again is really a proof of product there. Well, it's things like that that keep us going, really, that yeah. we do see some of these people still around and still interested. But I have to say, going back to saying about the United States, the inspiration for many of the things that we did mm -hmm. um, has, came from the States, the... the, the, the um, the kid, the, the kid stamps program that we run now was actually an initiative that was uh, based in the United States originally. They okay. used to have a, used to have a mailing program where where children who were interested in competitions could 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 join the kid stamps program. I don't know who ran that, but mm. I have to admit I stole the name <laughs> when I came up with the kid stamps idea. And, and like over here, you used to have the Benjamin Franklin Stamp Club organized by um, the, 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 the US Post Office in the same way as we had the Stamp Bug Club. Sadly, yeah. both of those closed. And yeah. so if, if, if volunteers weren't running the stamp show events and weren't running um, the activities, then there wouldn't be anything to keep the hobby hobby going with the younger yeah. young collector. We're now relying on organized philately to provide the encouragement rather than the post office. Right, right. Which is, is a great shame. We'd love to have them back running a postal club, you know, at a, at a national level. Mm -hmm. Of course we would. Yeah, that would be terrific. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so, so my, much. 
Oh, I, I, my, ahead, my last question. We're we're at the halfway point of the show. Um, you know, other than hopefully increased attendance, uh, attendance with the the weather picking up and whatnot. What are your hopes for the rest of the show? Is there a, a goal? Is there a you know something you have in mind for the back half of London twenty twenty two that you'd like to see happen? Well, it's two things really. Um, the first is we hope we hope we'll see more children on Saturday. There's a lot, they're at school at the moment during the week, so our expectations till through to Friday are low. But Saturday we hope we'll be busy with lots of kids through the door, um, and some of the ones that have been here been here already will say they'll be coming back on Saturday. So we're certainly looking for a good day there. But it, but also, what, although we perhaps have as many children, we have talked to. Um, adults who are running stamp clubs or will want to run stamp clubs and who are going to go back and talk to other schools in North London with a view to trying to say you you really ought to be coming along to the show and bringing some kids along because they're going to have a great deal of fun um, they're going to learn a lot um, and, and they, you know, they're going to go away with lots of free things so uh, it's certainly worth bringing them along and so going forward we hope it's encouraged um, people to recommend a visit to any of our national stamp shows. Absolutely, that's wonderful. Fantastic. I think personally, I, I, we've been able to network with um, quite a few more people uh, in, in an environment where they've got the time to talk to us as well. Um, so uh, I'm hoping that a few more doors are going to be opened uh, with um, such organisations as, as, as the Postal Museum uh, and, um, and, and various other various other routes as well. Uh, I mean, we do get um, some celebrity visitors to the show. Um, amongst others, we've, we've had um, 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 Samuel West. Um, Sam West, Sam the, West the, uh, the actor. He's, he's, he's been back again with his children this morning. So, Oh, fantastic. And I suppose the other thing we'll do is we'll be looking to raise some more money. So mm-hmm. now, that we're, now that we're starting up again properly, we're going to be looking to say, you know, this is what we want to continue to do. Are you prepared to continue to support and help us? So uh, that will certainly be something we'll be... Uh, starting as soon as we get the show over help us to continue yeah fantastic well thank you both so much for for all the work you're doing and for taking the time to meet with us and um you have a fantastic and successful show i wish you guys the best for the rest of the show and for saturday um thank you for, thank you for your interest and again apologies for the backbone noise it's uh <laughs> Not it, a problem. It, a lot it'll just it'll here. just make people feel like they're there yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> there's we're a lot going on here Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Well, that was great, Michael. I, yeah. um, I, I, I love, um, you know, again, we, we get so focused on what's going on here in the States. I do mm-hmm. love seeing what goes on in other parts of the world. And, you know, it, it, it always sort of brings me back to our conversation with George James when he talks yeah. about how critical that, you know, Gibbons um, starter kit album was to him. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, and even uh, Constanza, when she was at the charity shop and saw some stamps or, or yeah. whatnot. I think these stories of how young people get involved, especially in Britain, where there's such a great heritage and there's such a great, yeah. you know, the first postage stamp and the oldest stamp society with the RPSL. You know, this is sort of the, 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 the you know, hotbed of, of stamp collecting. And I love seeing programs that keep that alive, um, again, in a part of the world where it's so important. It's such, it's so ingrained in their culture and in the hobby and i do love seeing that being kept alive so enthusiastically uh, yeah. so this was this was a really fun conversation i thought no it was it was great to hear them talk about the longevity of the the participants they have 
in the in the program. I mean, to hear them saying that they've grown up, they've watched these these kids grow up with the stamps with the program and look a program like this you you know to be to be willing to stick with it and to be enthusiastic mm -hmm. about it after so long you have to see yeah. the yeah. fruits of your labor yes if these kids just all graduated and went off and you never heard from them again yeah. i think that would um you know that would be a bit demoralizing but to yeah. see where they started and where they end up that makes it all worth it I, i'd imagine yeah yeah absolutely um it was great to talk to them great to hear about all the programs they have the i think the the making the exhibits and the competitions and and more accessible to people Absolutely. by allowing people to submit PDF scans of of items that they don't necessarily have to own where they're going to go out and research the items and see the history behind them or or they don't have to go out and buy those stamps they're not limited by their own allowance capacity if you will um to, to go out and create these frames and then aspire to actually have the items on them. And it, it makes Absolutely. the barrier to entry a lot less. And I think Absolutely. it will Which increase the number of people. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Um, we are Conversations with Philatelists. You That's can catch true. us Monday mornings. We're, we're back in a pretty, pretty good groove, I think, getting episodes yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Monday mornings on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find us uh, at Philately Podcasts dot com and you can email us at flatterlypodcast at gmail.com so we always love hearing from you if you have a local stamp club a youth stamp club if you have an initiative like this mm. that you're doing either in the states in britain or anywhere else around the world let us know we'd love to hear more about it we love promoting groups like this because yeah. this is ensuring the future of the hobby that not only do we love but we've um sort of invested our um mm -hmm professional careers in so anything uh we can do to help promote again youth stamp clubs local stamp clubs let us know shoot us an email philatelypodcast at gmail.com but um michael yeah i'll talk to you again real soon yeah see you next time sounds good